I came into this thing like with nothing. Mm. And it's all brand new for me. Yeah. So like everything has been a win. Yeah. So it's like even when yeah. I had this goal but didn't hit that goal. Yeah. I don't necessarily look at it as a failure. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do now? Right, right, right. So right. for example, I joined the mastermind one time, it was like twenty five thousand dollars. I was going to California every quarter to like work with these guys. But I couldn't really I didn't really maximize the program. The mm. biggest lesson I got from it though was I wasn't tracking my data. Mm, so every time I okay. went out there, they used to ask me, like, hey, what's the data? Yeah. But I just had, like, data all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of this? I'm thinking this. And, blah. and it was like, well, we really can't serve you if we could. I mean, if I gave you some advice, we'd be pissing in the wind because right. we don't got it based on data. Right. So I spent $25,000 pretty much just to learn right. that I need to start tracking my data. Right? <laughs> One lesson. One lesson. Yeah. But, like, is that a failure? No, because nah. now yeah. I've been able to take that ten year, five, ten years later yeah. and able to empower other people as well. Good idea. Now we buy merch. another episode of the ghetto ceo podcast i am super excited that you are here we have an amazing guest but listen i need you to like comment and subscribe go leave us a review all the things okay because on this podcast we talk about all the things about being a ceo because y'all it's not glisten glamour it is giving very very much ghetto okay but i think a lot of people love the podcast because we are exposing the truth right behind entrepreneurship we wouldn't trade it for a word the world but you also can see um seven figure ceos eight figure ceos that literally are living the same life that you are living because it is giving very much ghetto so on this episode of this podcast we got Literally, y'all. Oh, oh, I just can't wait till y'all meet our guests. We got V Marquel in the building. Yeah, Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm very Listen, excited. I'm very excited. We're about to have some fun. Let's get to it. I love it. I'm yes. excited. Yes. Well, tell the people who you are and what you do. So, I'm Marquel Russell. Um, many people call me the king of client attraction. We have a company called Client Attraction University. We mainly work with like coaches, consultants, people who have training companies, and they want to get to that $1 million to $10 million mark. Yes. And we help them scale and get there without burning themselves out or burning Ooh. the whole business down. Because I can burn it down. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, you said that you, and I love that. We're going to tap into that. So <laughs> what made you even want to help people not burn the business down? Because it's ghetto over here. Yeah, for sure. Because I was at the point a few times where I was like, I want to burn the business down, yeah. right? Because it's like, it ain't really at a certain level of growth. Like in some, in some phases, it's like some of it can be cookie cutter, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, as you start to grow, it starts to become some nuance. And yeah. then it's kind of like, it's not linear. So some people may say like, all right, well, I spent 5000 a month this month on ads and I made 20000 Yeah. So they like, well, if I spend 10000 next month, I can make forty. And you already know it no. ain't always linear like no. that. Right. So that's when things start breaking down. And I experienced that. And then once we was able to figure out, I was like, man, it ain't really nobody teaching this mm-hmm. and what it really takes to go to business. Because like I said, I, t- I was on the um, event that we did earlier today mm-hmm. and I was like, more marketing ain't going to fix a broke business. Ooh. Right. So if your business broke, spending more on ads ain't going to yeah. fix it. Yeah. So you got to fix the other stuff. You know, that's so good. Cause I tell, I tell the get a CEO crew all the time that a billion dollars broke my business. Mm. Literally. I be like, y'all, I sh- should have set it on fire. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly how I feel. 
And ha- how did you go through that? Because uh, apparently you had to go through it yeah. to be able to teach it, right? For sure. So what did your lessons look like coming out of it? Yeah, for sure. So I so I, I kind of came into this whole industry kind of crazy. So okay. I actually, so I'm from Atlanta. I used, okay. I dropped out of high school in 10th grade. So okay. I got a ninth grade education. I was like selling drugs before I got introduced to all this. Okay. So I was in the club one night and got yeah. introduced to network marketing. You familiar okay. with network marketing? Okay. Like recruit somebody. Yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So I got introduced to that first. And that introduced me to the internet marketing marketing and i was like man this is crazy i was like these folks making money on the internet and i was like this is crazy <laughs> yeah. so i jumped in here first start like figuring it out yeah and um they was like well if you buy a course we can show you how to do this and i was like this seemed crazy but i was like buying it yeah and then i start seeing that people was like making it complicated and i'm, I'm really good at like pattern recognition right mm, so i started okay. looking at like okay what were they doing then what aren't they saying? Okay. So then I start asking certain questions and doing things a little bit different. And I realized that the way people was teaching stuff, it was like they was trying to purposely keep you confused. Yeah. Because if they keep you confused, now you just keep buying Bye. stuff that just keep yep. you more confused. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what's the, where's the gap mm-hmm. in that, right? So it's like in the streets, it's like, what's the gap? I see everybody doing it this way, they're doing yeah. it this way. So yeah. what's the gap of how we do that? So I kind of brought that same thinking Okay. Into this world. I love and it. And I was like, how do we simplify? Because everybody was like complicating it. Yeah. So I was like, how do we simplify it? Specifically for our people, because when I started teaching the market and stuff, when no black people really teaching it, not mm-hmm. the direct response stuff. Yeah. So I was like, man, this is dope. So I started paying to get in these different rooms. Okay. After I started to figure it out, like coaching was a thing. It took me like three or four years before I could even, before I realized that I could actually hire a coach mm-hmm. instead of buying courses. Got right. You, got and then you. when I started hiring coaches, mm-hmm things start to accelerate and I just got to go in and just start breaking down what they was doing and like simplify because I had like bumped my head, bought this course, didn't do nothing, spent money, this didn't work out, hired this person, this didn't work out. So I was like, okay, where's the gap? How do I simplify things so I can take somebody from here to there to like ramp it up? And then once we, the holy grail was 10,000 a month Mm -hmm, at first. mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, when I hit that, how do we do that? And I broke it down and started teaching that. And then we started hitting different levels. And I just started breaking down, like, reverse engineering. Because, of course, you know, like, yeah. doing something and then being able to teach it is two completely different Absolutely. things. And I figured out that I had a gift of, like, teaching, taking okay. stuff, really simplifying it. Other people started doing it, started getting results. And I was like, okay, it might be might be something to this. Oh, this is fire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that you even say you took what you learned previously in your past life and you brought it into this life, For sure. right? So what was this timeline, right? Like, did you, you was like, I was selling drugs on Tuesday and right. then on Wednesday I was network marketing. Like, what did this look For like? For sure. So I got, so I joined, so I was in the club one night uh-huh. and then um, at a mixtape release party and a dude walked up to me. He was okay. like, hey, he thought, I, he thought I was somebody else. He knew my face, but I knew his face, but he thought I was somebody else. Okay. So he was like, hey, who who do you know got a cell phone? And I was like, well, everybody I know got a cell phone. And he was like, well, what if every time they paid their bill, you got paid? And I was like, well, that'd be dope. Right. So he invited me to a... Uh, okay, with the opening hook. That yeah, you know fine. what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm we in there smoking, we drinking. I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. That makes perfect sense to me. Right. So he was like, well, Wednesday, one of my mentors is going to be in town. They a millionaire. And at this time, I had never met, like, no legit millionaires. I knew people who was making money, but, yeah. like, legit. I'm like, okay, this would be cool. So I went Wednesday, took my brother with me, because we didn't really know what we was getting into. Mm-hmm. And they was like, hey, we got this video phone technology. This going to be the wave. So this probably 2000, so it's 2023 now. So this probably 2013-ish. Okay. This before, like, 
video phone stuff really right. like took off. Right. I mean, we had Skype and stuff like that, but yeah. it hadn't really like took off. So I was like, man, this would be dope. And it was like, what if, you know, you was in the room when Google first took off, Facebook first took off. So I'm like, okay, bet. And the it dude who silly. signed me up was younger. Okay. So I was like, okay, if he doing, I can figure it out. And it was like, all you got to do is sign up two people. And then they'll sign up two people. And then they'll <laughs> yeah, sign up yeah. two people. Yeah. And I was like, this is my city. I can easily get two people. Yeah. So came out of there, started sharing it with my people. They was like, man, this is a scam, bro. This is a pyramid <laughs> scheme. And like, now, mind you, my people like from the streets. Yeah. But they was like, this is a scam. This is a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, we take risks every day to get money. Right, right. And I'm trying to bring something to y'all. Y'all tripping. So I, I was like, but it got to be something to this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went through it, Um, went to some meetings that they was doing, and I was just kind of seeing what was going on. And it probably honestly took me about a year or so after I got through to start recruiting a couple people. Okay. And then somebody who I signed up introduced me to online and I mm. bought an online ebook. And then I read the ebook um, after I was like super skeptical because I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. And then bought some more courses. And it probably took another few years before really things really started click- clicking. Yeah. And it actually took me getting, lo- I got pulled over one day and I had a warrant mm. and I got locked up. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've been going back and forth to jail since I was like 15, 16 years yeah. old. So I was like, this the last straw for me. I'm good. So when I got out, I finished up what I had going on in the streets. And I was like, I'm going to go all in on this internet home business stuff. Yeah. And I probably went two years, blew through all the money that I had stacked up the whole nine and went broke um, to like figure this whole thing. I, I feel I, mm. I have this realization that God like had to break me all the way down mm. and then like rebuild me all the way yeah, back up. So yeah. I went through that whole like dry phase yeah. and then things start to click probably about over a two, three year period after I like, detached totally from the streets yes i love that and i think that um it's important for us to know that it didn't happen immediately right for sure 100 because you know this internet age mm-hmm. people wanted microwave success 100%. you know what I'm saying? they will be like uh i started on tuesday i'm rich by wednesday 100 you know? and i love that your story shows that it doesn't happen quickly no nah, i don't happen quickly yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like kind of like a tree, right? It's kind of like if you're planting a tree, it like mm-hmm. takes some time. And the biggest thing is like you got to grow because it's like you don't yeah. really come in, you don't really have the same mindset that. So if you ain't already making a hundred thousand dollars a month, yeah. Well, most cases you know what to do, yeah. But you just ain't the type of you ain't just, you just ain't the person mm-hmm. to make a hundred thousand a month. You ain't yeah. did the personal work, so you got to like grow into that. Because if yeah. you get to it too fast. Like if you win the lotto, yeah. you pretty just gonna blow it because you ain't even the person who makes hundred thousand a month. And it took me a while yes. to like understand that. Yes. I was like, no, I I just need to know how to get to the bag. And it was like, no. well, no, once you get to the bag, you got to know how to maintain the bag, mm. how to multiply the Ooh. bag, all that good Talk stuff that comes with it. it. You know what yes, I'm saying? yes, it's, sure. it's it's a process. You know, what I'm saying? it's more than just making the money because making the money honestly could be the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. can make money several different ways. 100%. You was already making money, what? but it's like, how do you maintain the money, keep the money, like you said, multiply the money? Exactly. Like it's a process. Exactly. And exactly. I, I love that. So when you think of this is the ghetto CEO podcast, so we talk about all things mm-hmm. giving ghetto. And I know that my I know my story mm-hmm. behind being a CEO has always been like it's always something. But when you think about your story and the most ghettoest thing in the world that you had to overcome, you had to grow through, whatever, what is that thing that you think about? I probably say, um, so we had, we had like grew the business like crazy. Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, the beautiful thing is like you said, it take a minute. Mm-hmm. However, once that thing take off, it momentum. like take off, right? Yep, it's the yep. momentum. It's that mm-hmm. snowball. So what happened was I ended up getting to a point, the person who I had doing my taxes early on, mm-hmm. I had outgrew him, but mm-hmm. he didn't tell me. 
one of my one of my right. other mentors is like, hey man, you did not grew Mr. Thompson. Because he started <laughs> his name was Mr. Thompson. His name was Mr. Thompson, right? <laughs> yeah. So so he was like, he just started taking longer and longer to do my taxes. Mm-hmm. So he was like, uh, That was man like, was confused. Yeah, he was like, You did not grew Mr. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. So I hired my my now accountant mm-hmm. and she was like, This is a mess. <laughs> right? I like I was running my whole life out of my I had a business account, yeah. but I was running my whole life out the business account. Mm. So she was like, first of all, we gotta get you on a salary. Right. Because I right. wasn't on the salary. Right. Obviously, I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna eat out the thing. Yeah. We gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. And she was like, it took her probably like a month or two just to like get my stuff like at a point where she could help. Mm. Right. And she was like, because of your stuff, I'm increasing my prices. Well. <laughs> She's like, gotta increase my prices. Yes. Your stuff is such a mess. Because, because me, I'm like, first of all, I ain't know that uh, being an entrepreneur and being a CEO are two completely different oh, things. 100%. Number one. Number two, she like, well, you need to have this account. You need to have this account. You need to set it like this. We need to put mm-hmm. you on this type of salary. Yep. Like, I ain't, I ain't think about none of that. Nah, we was making money. We just making money. <laughs> it's, it's two completely different things. Yes. So what did your, your pivot from entrepreneurship to CEO look like? So I think it... it, it it really, for me, it was more of an identity. I had to work on, like, it was an identity shift, right? Mm. So it's like, as a CEO, you got to create a whole new identity because yeah. as an entrepreneur, you do everything. You you do the ads. You do right. the sales calls. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, you may even be doing customer support early yeah. on, right? You're doing yeah. this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. And then, as a CEO, now you move from the doing mm-hmm. to actually more of the delegating and the designing. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of times when I'm working with clients who like in the CEO phase, I'm like, well, you now you my personal output used to be the output of the company. Right. But as a CEO, the output of the company is actually the output of the team. Correct. But it's like, how do you pull yourself out and mm-hmm. you not doing it? Because yeah. this has been your your identity. So yeah. when you go from doing sales calls every day to not doing sales calls, yeah. you want to jump in there and do some sales calls. Yeah, but it's like, like, you can't. Ooh, ooh. I need to get in there. I could have closed that one. You know what I'm saying? You're like, no, you're going to disempower the team if you jump in there. You got to pull back. So I think for me, it was like shifting my identity Mm -hmm. from like the doer, the entrepreneur to like zooming out and being like over the business versus like always in it. You know, I think that that's so good. Like, how did you learn that lesson? What did you go through it? And then you was 100%, like, one hundred percent. Okay, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Every all of it, I went. I don't think I can think of one instant where it was like somebody saved me from going through it. Okay, okay. Like, I went through all of it, yeah. and then I, like, learned the lesson, like, yeah. after, like probably, like, 100% of the time. Listen, because I always talk about when my my thing was, like, always teen, right? I'm young. I never had to manage people. I never worked in corporate. I don't know how that stuff worked. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And when I realized that we couldn't grow until these people realized their own potential, yep. and I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And I and I and this was my I remember this. This is my proudest moment at the time, right? I used to be like, uh, I used to go in the company like I could do your job, my job, and all these jobs. I don't need you, right? Mm-hmm. And then now the team is disempowered. Yep. They don't feel like they can do, you know. But I could. I was yep. like in my my mind, my my selfish self, yep. right? Mm-hmm. My uh, because I'm an only child, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I could do all of this. Like, I don't like. Why are you taking this long, right? Yep. But you have to kind of go through that yep. to be like, okay, that's not how it's supposed to go. One hundred percent. And 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 most people, and about you can't. You only learn that by going through it, right? Because it's very 100%. few people who's teaching that. Because yes. most people haven't. What I realized, like as we grew as a company, 
I realized that it wasn't as many people like having mm-hmm. the success that they said they was having. Yeah. Because nobody could teach it. Wasn't nobody teaching like, hey, mm-hmm. here's how you transition to the CEO. Here's yeah. like entity structure. Here's what needs to be in place. Yeah. Here's what about team. Here's salary. Here's tax structure. Ain't nobody, nobody really teaching that. Everybody was right. just teaching marketing and sales. Right, right, right. But after right. you figure that out, like how do you do the other stuff to actually grow the company? Yes. And how you really grow the company. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you could be the reason that the company is stagnant too. 100%. Because you not the person that you need to be. You're not the CEO. You're not evolving into yep. the CEO For sure. that you need to be. And it is ghetto, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that I dealt with was self-inflicted, right? Yep. Because not because I wanted to, because there was nobody teaching it, right? Sure. You get into these programs and you get into coaching and it's like, it's a one-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We talking about the sales, we talking about the marketing, but it's only amplifying the problem. Because I keep getting customers. 100%. But I don't know how to fulfill. The business is broke. It, the mm-hmm. business is broke. The business is broke. It's like, how do I fulfill? How do I do this? How do I do that? Yep. It's like, now you're like, okay, now you're on all these coaching calls if you're doing a coaching business. So you mm-hmm. now you got inventory issues, but it's yep. like, now you're just like, no, nah, just spend more on ads. Yep. And it's like, no, nah, that ain't going to fix the other stuff. Right. And now everybody's talking about how broke bad your business is. Yep. And, of course, you already know it takes time. It, you take you a minute to build up your reputation, yep. but, like, your reputation, you know, you can kill it in a second. That immediately. So, Heaven, what was one of the biggest, like, um, failures that you feel like you've had in business? So, biggest failure, um, I would say, I mean, because I don't want to. So, all right, biggest failure. Um, I don't know. I would probably say. Good question. Because from for me, like I came into and the reason it's hard for me to come up with an answer mm-hmm. because like I came into this thing like with nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's all brand new for me. Yeah. So like everything has been a win. Yeah. So it's like even when yeah. I had this goal but didn't hit that goal. Yeah. I don't necessarily look at it as a failure. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do now? Right, right. right so right. for example, I joined the mastermind one time, it was like twenty five thousand dollars. I was going to California every quarter to like work with these guys, but I couldn't really, I didn't really maximize the program. The mm. biggest lesson I got from it though was I wasn't tracking my data. Mm. So every time I okay. went out there, they used to ask me like, Hey, what's the data? Yeah. But I just had like data all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of this? I'm thinking this. I'm like, and it was like, well, we really can't serve you if we could. I mean, if I gave you some advice, we'd be pissing in the wind. Because right. we don't got it based on our data. Right. So I spent $25,000 pretty much just to learn right. that I need to start tracking my data. Right? <laughs> One lesson. One lesson. Yeah. But like, is that a failure? No. Because nah. now yeah. I've been able to take that ten year, five, ten years later yeah. and able to empower other people as well. So I think the whole thing, like, been a win across the board. Yeah. Because, like, where I come from, like, I could be, like, in the feds or, like, yeah. anything right now. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, people got me speaking on stages yeah. and all kind of stuff, like, you like, this that's is cra- wild. That's crazy to me. Like, they listening to me like, this crazy to like, me. Like, what? Yeah, what? you know what I'm saying? For sure. So, that's crazy to me. Yes. And I, you know what? It's so funny. I love that. Because one thing is, we don't have in our, um, in the millionaire mind, right, we don't have a lot of men that come um, speak and all of those things, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I know this episode is going to attract more men. They're going to be sure. looking at you like, dang, like, mm-hmm. he looked like me. 100%. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. got the same story as me. So, how did you deal with the, even the personal thought process or the personal development? Because you probably didn't feel like you did fit in at first, right? right? Like, people was looking at you. You got tattoos mm-hmm. you got the cartieras on yep. like you know what i'm saying sure. like it's like how did you figure out that now nah, i belong here so i think the biggest thing for me was like when i because like to your point when i first came in mm-hmm. um and i started like creating online videos and stuff like that yeah. teaching what i was learning 
I did have that because, like I said, wasn't nobody black teaching it, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it was, I was like, dang, who going to listen to me? Like, I got goals. And I ain't come in this and get goals and get tapped. <laughs> like, I came in this like Like this. this. You like, know what I'm saying? I just I I showed up. So it's like I got in. I was like, I got tattoos. I got goals. Yeah. And I dropped to high school in 10th grade. Yeah. And these cats who was, who was winning in this space, they was getting money already. Like, they was like, mm-hmm. hey, man, their story was... You know, I made a lot of money in real estate. Yeah. 2008 hit. I lost it all. Yeah. And I'm like, me, I don't even remember a 2008. <laughs> this, I, don't, I was around, but I don't yeah. remember that. Like, right, right. where I'm from, that's called a drought, not a right. recession. <laughs> but it's like, we winning even then. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So it's like, that's right. the best time. Yeah. That's why people in this world, they be like, oh, it's a recession. I'm like, what's a recession? Right, like, right. Like, oh, you mean know? a drought? Like, that's <laughs> when you know the real entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know the ones who really getting it. So it's yeah. like, I came in, but I was having those challenges because I was like, who going to listen to me? Yeah. But as I start putting stuff out, and I was getting like one view or two views, people was like digging it, and I'm okay. like, okay, maybe it's a space, and maybe it's some room for this. And it, and you know those thoughts still come up at times, okay? Because it's like I still go in the rooms, and it's just me, yeah, or and it's just me and my business partner. But then you get that one limiting belief come up. But then on the other side, it's like this is an opportunity because mm-hmm. I look at myself as that guy who's going. I'm not. I never look at myself as the guy who like to figure it out. Yeah. I'm like the guy who goes out. I'm going into these rooms. I'm going yeah. to these environments, figuring something out, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing it back. Like, yeah. hey, here I took this. I, I tested this. Here's what I discovered. Right. Here's what we do because right. ain't nobody really bringing it like that. So I, I had that challenge at first, but as I began to work on myself more, Doing the personal work, doing the personal development stuff, just being consistent. Yeah. And start seeing that the work that I was doing was actually impacting people. You know, I loved it. I loved it because I um, I was talking to one of the other guests and I, I remember telling her, like, all in 2022, like, I just felt this sense of imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. do you belong here? Like, what you supposed to do? And I think a lot of times when, I, and I also say that you don't feel, when you feel like an imposter, it really means that you are dreaming bigger. You yeah, know what I'm sure. saying? Like, the, the the goal is so big yeah. that it's like, whoa, like, 100%. this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, I respect it 100%. Sure. And yeah. I'll say this. So, I think the biggest thing for me, I didn't realize I could just be myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, because like, I came out of the network marketing world. Okay. And in network marketing, you got to wear suits. You gotta got wear this, you gotta got dress it. up a certain type of way. So when I came into this way, into this world, it was still like suits and like a button down and all mm-hmm. this. And I would wear button downs, but it was like polos, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I didn't realize, like, dang, yeah. I could rock a polo or I could be in a t shirt or I could be in a hoodie. Yeah. I could just show up as me 100%. I could share yeah. like my stories from in the streets and doing right. this. And it resonated with folks. So now yeah. when I'm on stage, I'm in, most of my clients are like doctors, they got MBAs, they got yeah. all this. Like, not, most people would think that. Dang, all your clients probably like from where you from. Yeah, I'm like, no, it's no. the total opposite. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. resonate with the stories I yes, be sharing, which yes. like tripped me out. But I was like, I can just be me 100%. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that, okay, I'm good. If you're over here on YouTube watching the podcast, listen, I need you to do me a favor. If you love me, do me this favor. Pull out your phone right now and go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or anywhere that you actually listen to podcasts at, right? I need you to subscribe and leave a review. Listen, the way podcasts work is the streets don't know we doing good if it's not on the audio version. The YouTube version don't really count, okay? So go over there, leave us a review, and let us know how much you love the podcast. Now back to the episode. You know, it is so funny to me because I hear, like, older people that get inside of our community and they say that all the time. Because mm-hmm. I'm like... 
you a doctor. Like, I'm 29 years old. Mm-hmm. I barely have lived life yet. Mm-hmm. And you like, I'm tapped in. I'm ready to pay her five figures. Like, I'm ready to learn from her. Yep. And I think it's so funny because people do. Um, one of my one of my friends was like, their clients come to me. They was like, yeah, when I'm a little ratchet, yep. I could get this too. 100%. And a little youth. You know what I'm saying? But I think that I think people appreciate you being yourself. 100%. It frees like, people. It, yes. it let people realize. Because there's so many people who don't feel comfortable being themselves. 100%. So it's like when you show up like how you show up, yeah. they're like, dang, I could just be me. Yeah. So now they let their hair down. Mm-hmm. Now they start talking how they talking. They're yeah. like, oh, I can. now it's fun versus mm-hmm. like being like stressful. Because now yes. you got to live two lives. You're like, okay, exactly. this is my business. I call it like using your phone voice. Yeah. So you show up online <laughs> in your business with yeah. your phone voice. Yeah. And then it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And now you got to change back into your regular person. Yep. And now when you bump into a client or somebody who follow you online or whatever out and about, yep. now you like, you don't know who to what be to <laughs> when you just be yourself a hundred percent. Like yep. you ain't tripping. Yep. Yep. You got to tap into your, your authentic self. 100%. Like just, just being you across the board is always Cause nobody else can duplicate you. Yep. That's they your superpower. Duplic- that is your superpower. That's your superpower. You yes. just being you. I love that. I love that. So going to your personal side, right? Okay. Like, are do you have any kids? Yeah. You married? For sure. You're married. I got. Okay. I be losing counts tonight. I'm married. I got five kids. Oh, really? Yep. Uh-huh. Where are those kids coming from? You know where they coming from? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what's going on. <laughs> so talk, talk to us a little bit about being a father, yep. but also running these businesses. How old yep. are your kids? So I got a three year old. Wow. Got, oh, yeah. you gonna start over? Yeah, for sure. I got a three year old i got an eight year old i got a nine year old i got a 19 year old and a 21 year old wow oh you really started over yeah for sure for sure for (laughs) sure i got it all across the board yeah so how has it been now because i can totally see the difference probably with your 21 year old oh yeah for sure then your three year old they probably like she it's a girl or boy the 21 year old is a girl okay everybody else boys okay so the the three year old got the good life they get a whole other version of me it's like kids like they get, as you get more evolved, your mm-hmm. younger kids get the more evolved version yeah. of you. So the th- my three-year-old get the best version of yes. me. My eight-year, yes. eight and nine-year-old compared to my 19-year-old because I was still like in the streets okay. when he was born. So it's like, yeah, 100%. I love it. So how has that been, like growing um, through that and becoming a father and mm-hmm. also growing as an entrepreneur? For sure. It's a, it's a, it's a, I, I tell people like, it's a personal development course mm. in real time. Mm. So it's like, I got to, so like, me, I'm a driver. I'm a like get it done. Like okay. I get it done. No excuses. I don't care how I feel. Yeah. Let's get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's kind of my approach. Well, that was my approach at one point. Yeah. But through doing, I I, I worked with a therapist the past like two years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you can't, everybody ain't that. And like I come Ooh. from a different environment. Yeah. So my my th- my kids don't come from that environment. Mm-hmm. So at one point it used to frustrate me mm-hmm. that they weren't as driven. Yeah. Right. Especially like my older ones. But then I realized, like, well, they don't really got to be as driven. Yeah. Because they're not coming from a place of, like, survival mode like yeah. I came from. So I had to have more empathy and, like, slow down and, like, hear them out and mm. connect to how they feel. Well, and, you like, you know I was, this was, this yeah, was new. It was new to me. <laughs> I, but I had to do all that. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, I understand how you feel like <laughs> that. I can hear that. It was like, it was like, ooh, this is. 100%. Yeah. And still to this day, I still be like. All right, let me slow down. <laughs> let me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I got to communicate a little mm-hmm. bit differently. I love uh, it. Because I just, I come from a different environment. I mm-hmm. come from a different world. I had to like grind it out. I had to figure it out. So yeah. transitioning to that, wow. And it's balancing 
putting that there, but still being mm-hmm. aware of like their feelings and all this different type of stuff. I, you know, first totally of all, thing. I love that. I love that because I, I I was talking to um, my boyfriend's sister and mm-hmm. she talked about like how she started to go through therapy, but she was also telling her kids like, don't do this, don't do that. Yep. But they was like, girl, I can't listen to you. I'm li- uh, literally sitting here watching you do it, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so she had to heal herself for them to be able to be healed. 100%. And I just thought that that was the most beautiful thing ever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I feel like parents miss the mark on it. 100%. Like we be like, you know, and I ain't no parents yet, but I'm just seeing like, you know, do this, do this, do this. But if you would just embody it yourself, mm-hmm. then they would be able to see it. 100%. So I talked to my nine year old about this the other day. Matter of fact, cause mm-hmm. I got, he got, I got, he got, I got, obviously he got an eight and a three year old under him. Okay. So he be telling my eight year old, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> oh, he the like, boss. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, do you do that? Mm-hmm. And he was like. I'm like, they, I'm like, even though he don't say it, he watches yeah. what you do, so they do what you do. They say yeah. what you say. So I'm like, you don't lead by talking, you lead by action. Yeah. So it's like, if you want them to do something different, you do something different. Let them yes. see you do something different. And then once you're doing it, then you can communicate to them what to do and why to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can show your results. Like we do in teaching, right? Yes, yes. You've done it. You've gone through yep. it. Now yep. you can say, hey, I did this. So, yep. but like, if you're doing the same thing, like, you can't tell him You can't nothing. tell him nothing. First of all, the nine-year-old said that he run the house, okay? That's, that's, what, that's legit what he think. <laughs> that's legit what he think, but it don't, it don't work like that. So, it it's like a, so it's the balance in that. Yes. Yep. I love that. First of all, I for, I did not know you had five kids. Five but kids. This, this is amazing. Yep. So, you really have been able to balance all of this for a while. Yeah, it's a balance in that. So, like, one point, I, and again, I had to retrain, I had to reframe stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. in, one, in some phases... Me, I speak for me, I won't say entrepreneurs in general, but I say mm-hmm. me and some entrepreneurs is like, we'll say, hey, we grind and grind and grind 24-7 yeah. for our kids. Yeah. And then that a lot of times um, rationalize us, neglect them time mm-hmm. with the kids because we like, we grind and we grind and grind. Right. But in reality, kids don't want, we say, okay, we building this business for our kids mm-hmm. and we're going to get the kids our business. First of all, the kids don't want your business. <laughs> Number one, they see, how, they see how stressed out you is yes. building the business. They don't want that. They want to go get a job, right? They want to work at the library. So, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they like, you stressed out. Right. They're like, I don't want that. They don't Especially want that. these Gen They, they like... don't want that. You know what I'm saying? They want to be a YouTuber. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, Play it's like, game. 100%. So, it's like, you balancing it out and really, like, like, okay, I'm doing the business here. Mm-hmm. I'm carving out this time here and being yes. super intentional. It don't got to be perfect. Yeah. But just, like, intentional. Like, I'm carving this out. Here's what I'm doing with here. Here's yeah. what I'm doing with here. And then teaching as much as you can as you go because i think one of the biggest things especially in the black community is like we want to give our kids everything that we didn't have Mm -hmm. without the lessons though so i think if we build from a legacy standpoint and building our trust and things of that nature if we set it up where our kids automatically get millions when they get to this age, I yeah. think we disempowering them. I yeah. think that's doing them a disservice because yeah. they don't got the lessons. They aren't creating value. They aren't yeah. doing this thing. Yeah. You give your 25, 30-year-old two, three million dollars, they, they just go, they outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now they blow that. Now yeah. they now what? So right. I think we got a generational wealth is like the lessons mm-hmm. and the knowledge and the access and the yeah. network even more so than the money. You know, absolutely. And I think one thing that I always say is that you can you can hear and see a healed man from <laughs> far away, right? Okay. And so you even talked about like how you went through therapy. Mm-hmm. What triggered you to be like, let me go and see what the hell wrong with me? You For know sure, 100%. Because like, 
I'm a, I'm like I'm obsessed with getting better. Yeah, I'm like obsessed with getting better. I loved it. So when I got introduced to, per, I think the, one of the things that helped me in business most is like getting um, introduced to personal development. Mm. So I got introduced to that in network marketing. So when I was okay. in network marketing, a lot of people talk about network marketing as a pyramid scheme, whatever. Yeah. But like for me, it introduced me to network um, personal development. So Love cats it. like Jim Ron and Les Brown and okay. all these, you know, um, Miles Monroe and this mm-hmm. goes on. And I was just, when they start talking that talk, I used to be like, man, it's crazy. And I was still, like, in the trap. I was, like, still in the street. Yeah. So I'm riding around. I go from Jeezy to, like, Jim Ron, <laughs> John Maxwell, Miles Monroe from yes, Meek Mill. I love so it. I'm doing it all. So I'm at the spot. We smoking. My homies come through. And um, you read Success Magazine before? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Success Magazine used to give you a CD with the yep. magazine. They probably mm-hmm. still do. So my partners used to come through, and we in a smoking, drinking, kicking it. Yeah. And I got, like, the Success Magazine playing, John <laughs> Maxwell. And they like, bro, like, what, what's what this? Is you fucking up the vibe. Yeah, but I'm like, nah, bro, this is what we own. Like, we if, y'all, if y'all going to be over here, this is what we own. Like, we got the blunts going around, but yeah. this is, like, what we own. Yeah, I love it. Because they was talking a different talk. And I yeah. was like, man, this is crazy. So I did that, and then over the past few years... I heard cats that I respect talking about like therapy, mm-hmm. but you know, in the black community, it's like therapy got like a bad rap to yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I was, I was, I don't know. So I tested it out. I went, one of my partners I respect, Tyron, he told me about um, his people mm-hmm. in East Point in Atlanta. So I went over there, got us, I, I signed up for a couple sessions with the lady. Okay. We did like four or five sessions. And at the end of it, she was like, um, Cause my thing is like, if you see my blind spots, I want you to point out my blind spots. Yeah. Cause we always got blind spots. Right. No matter how much money we get, no matter how great we feel like we're doing, we always got blind spots. Mm-hmm. So we did four or five sessions at the end. She was like, I don't really want to take no more of your money. Like, it seems like you're doing well and you got things going. Oh wow! So I'm like, all right. all right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still know I got blind spots. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out. So I end up meeting my last therapist, Dr. Kurt. I actually end up meeting him with this program I was working with called Next Over Boys Academy where okay. we work with the youth and so forth. And he was, you know, talking some talk one day and he was talking about um, over-parenting and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, interesting. That's an interesting concept. I never heard nobody talk about that. Yeah. So I made him start chopping it up. And he was like, yeah, I'm a therapist. And he, he was already familiar with me as well. He like, bro, I follow you online and everything. I was like, that's yeah. crazy. So I signed up with some sessions with him. Okay. And as I was learning and growing, I was like, man, it's crazy. So... Two years passed, yes. and we was meeting like every week. Because I'm like, I know it's always another level. And always. most people don't realize that they fail in entrepreneurship because they aren't, they, they probably shouldn't be in entrepreneurship anyway. They joined, they became an entrepreneur based on a traumatic response. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they just want to do this to make money, to survive. Mm-hmm. It's not really like a calling or like a purpose behind it or yeah. like really serving people. Yeah. But if we don't realize a lot of stuff that we do is based on trauma, like yeah. we can't charge what we deserve to charge because yep. based on trauma, how you see money, yep. you can't build a team because of this. You yep. can't trust nobody because of this. You all this different. You can't shoot videos online because you don't like how you look on video yep. because some of your grandma said about you yep. when you was three. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't dealt with none of that. So we feel like, well, I could just go buy another course. Mm-hmm. Or I can just go hire another coach. It's like, your coach ain't your therapist, though. Yes. Like, you need a coach. You I tell, need I tell all entrepreneurs, you need a coach and a therapist. Period. Like, Come if you on. think your coach is your therapist, you're going to lose. Yes, because now you jump time. from course to course. You yep. go to event after event. Yep. You buy the clothes. You got the high end. Yes. You got the car. Yes. But you still, like, some missing. It's like, yep. no, nah, you ain't did the personal work. Like, once you. You're not healled. You ain't healed. You're like, once you get healed. the money out of the way, you stuck with all the problems money can't solve. But you got to go do the work, though. You know, it's so funny that you say that. So, I've been in therapy since December 2021. 
every Wednesday, 9 a.m., I am there smiling. Mm -hmm. Do you hear me? 100%. Like, I'd be excited to talk to my girl, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. But listen, what I saw this meme the other day, and it talked about, it said, once you start getting healed, you lose ambition. Mm. Dude, what do you think about that? Once you get healed, you lose ambition. Because they said, and I'm going to tell you the rest of it, it talked about um, how ambition is normally a, tra a trauma response. Got it. Like you be going hard and you just put yourself into the business because yep. you running from something else. For so, sure. What's I, your thoughts? I, so I, I don't think that you lose ambition. I think the reasons for your ambition change, though. Mm. Right? So it's like like you said, like one of the things I learned from my um, Dr. Kurt, he mm. basically... He was like, you can have all the money. I even had him come speak with our, our clients. He's yes. like, look, they got to hear this too from yeah. you. Right? So <laughs> pull up. I weave it in, but yeah. it's like, no, they got to hear it from you. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be like, you can have all the money, but still be in survival mode. You can still be in scarcity. Like, you done took care of all the money. Yeah. You got more money than you ever dreamed of. Yeah. You got the lifestyle. You got the cars. You're yeah. taking the vacations. But you still in survival mode. Yes. Right? So it's like, when you get out of survival mode, now the ambition changes up because yeah. you're not like chasing and stuff like that. So I think that mm -hmm. can happen because it's yeah. like, I've seen cats who is one brother, for example, his biggest goal was to get a Tesla. Okay. So he got the Tesla that way he was driving for. Yeah. He got the Tesla and then he went in depression for like four months. He went through mm -hmm. like four weeks or something. Like he went through a depression because that was the only goal and he was driving towards that. Yeah. So he was like, he thought that was going to fulfill him, no. but it don't fulfill you. Like money is a moving target. Yeah, you you get a you get a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you don't even realize you hit the hundred thousand until you sit down and look at your numbers. Yeah. Most often you don't even look at your numbers, but when you do look, you're like, oh dang, I did a hundred thousand last month, mm -hmm. and now you're like, yeah. all right, let me go for two hundred. Yeah, and then What's you hit two hundred. Now you're like, let's hit three hundred. Like yeah. you don't celebrate it. Yeah. You don't go on Ooh, no trip. Child, you don't nothing. do nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now it's just literally just a moving target. Yes, yes. No, I, that is hilarious. Cause one thing I was talking to one of my friends watching, and she talked about that concept like money is a moving target so even in your household like you need to have a a monetary goal mm -hmm. together right like when we get to this number this is not to say we're gonna stop but we have acknowledged that we have reached where we're trying to go for sure so have you and your wife talked about that number like what is that number for y'all so that's a great question so we don't so we don't necessarily have a number mm -hmm. i got certain things that we just have installed okay, right so okay. for example every quarter uh, we we do something. We like go somewhere okay. or something like that. So we do like a quarterly getaway, mm. whatever that may look like. Yeah. For Christmas, every Christmas we so like the past three years we um we just create like a new tradition. Like we bring in Christmas in a different country, oh, right? Like so it's like it. certain stuff yeah. that we'll do. You know what I'm saying? Because like yeah. my wife, she ain't like um um what's the word when like what's the word like having. Um, I just said it the other day, but she don't, it's, she don't gotta like have a new bag. She don't gotta okay, do this. Okay. She like yeah. bag. She got a ton of bags, yes. but it ain't like that. She ain't gotta have it. She don't gotta have yeah, it. She yeah. ain't really tripping. You How know? long y'all been married? Like 12, 11, 12 years oh, at this point. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Okay. It's been a minute. She's been dealing with me for a long time. She was, yeah. she, when I was shooting in the gym, like when I ain't, <laughs> when I ain't had nothing, she met me when I was up, but yeah. I was in the streets. Yeah. But she saw me go through the whole transition mm. of losing it all, her stepping in, paying yeah. the bills. All that, so that's why I, I be telling it. even a lot of the sisters I work with, because mm -hmm. a lot of, the big thing on the internet is like, hey, you got to find a brother who up already, yeah. And if he ain't up already, move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, ladies, y'all. I'm like, y'all. I get it. Yeah. But I think that's flawed advice because yeah. all the brothers who I know who up 
and they got their lady with them, mm-hmm. their lady was with them when they went up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's and like, they, like you said, you could be up, and, but you went down. So what you, you going to do now? You feel me? And then if you, when you up, it's easy for you to get a lady. Period. Like you got your pick of the litter at that right, point. Right, right, right. But then you, then you skeptical because it's like, is she just trying to get at me because who I am? Mm-hmm. And with the internet, they can run their, run your background real quick. Quick. You know what I'm saying? They see what's run what. Your, your whole facts. Yeah, you, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you got to like adjust the whole thing. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, so when they say they got a number of like, okay, once we hit this number. Okay. But it's more so like. Here's the different things we want to do. Here's the different things we want to accomplish and so forth. I love it. I love it. So before we end the episode, we do this this segment called Figure It Out because as CEOs, we always figuring it the fuck out. We like firefighters. For sure, 100%. 100%. Okay. 100%. So let me see what scenario we got. And you just let us know what immediately you would do. So you just ordered $100,000 worth of inventory for a pre-sale of your products. You get an update from your manufacturer that your products are stuck on C with no updates. You have customers waiting. What's next? So, all right. So, say it, read it one more time. Okay. So, you just ordered $100,000 of inventory for pre-sale of your products. Okay. You get an update from the manufacturer and your products are stuck on C with no updates. You have people waiting. You got money. their money. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? So, I... I've bought the product yep. from this company already. Yes, yes, yes. They don't know when I'm going to get my stuff. No. But I got this I got this money. So, I ordered $100,000 of product. Is that is that $100,000 of product what I owe the people? So, I guess the $100,000 would be what you paid the manufacturer. Got it. Yeah. And But you could have charged them three times more. Whatever. Yeah. Got it. So, it depends. So, one thing I'm going to do is like, okay, what can we offer them? Mhm. Um so that they'll be happy. Yeah. Um, number so so we figure that out. If that doesn't work, and we can't figure out what else can we offer them for mm-hmm. now, uh, I'm gonna start looking for some other ways to get them to deliver, even if I got to break even or yeah. go in the red a little bit just to keep my face card right. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, I mean we. Probably had to start giving folks money back. Right? Worst case scenario, Worst, right? But, we, but it's gonna sting. Yeah, it but gonna but at the end of the day, the face card is more valuable than anything. You know that that is good because I think a lot of people forget that in this internet where you only good is your name, 100%. and you can only rebrand so many times, one hundred percent. And your past gonna always one hundred. Like your face, I, I tell people all the time, your face card is more valuable than the black card. Mm. Like, cause, and again, I bring a lot of. I guess it may be. True trauma or where I'm from is yeah. like I be telling folks like sometimes like these internet cats is like be funny it's like where I'm from like you got to answer to that yeah like you can't you be outside yeah it's like it's <laughs> like I be hearing about folks like folks bought their course and they ain't get it or they yeah. bought this coaching program for 60,000 and they couldn't get in touch with nobody they ain't yeah. hurt no or this happened I'm like what it's like where I'm from like you could that you could be killed like, right. but a ninety seven not like it, it don't even matter. It yeah, ain't, yeah, yeah. It ain't like because it was sixty. It's like it could have been ninety seven. Like you got right. you if you outside, like you got to deal with that. So right. it's like I'm always thinking like, how do we protect the face card, yeah, right, yeah, and take yeah. care of our people yeah. because we can always get money. I love it. I love it. Well, this was a good conversation. We we covered a lot. We went through business, healing, the kids, all the For things. One hundred percent. But if you had to say anything to a ghetto CEO that's out there right now, that's like you know. I am in the space where you were in when you first started. Like, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll still do some things I don't really want to do. Right. But I want to, I want to change. I want to do something different. What would you say to them? 
I would say right now, regardless of what the media is saying, regardless of what anybody's saying, we literally live in the best time in the history of the world to be alive, mm. right? Like never in a million years that any of our ancestors have podcasts, yes. Zoom, yes. Um, the internet, Facebook ads. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like we had Madam C.J. Walker, the Alonzo Herndons, mm-hmm. the A.G. Gassons built multi-million dollar platforms with none of what we had. So no matter yeah. what, like lean in, what can you create? What can you do? Uh, because whatever you want, it's literally at your fingertips, but you got to just lean in, get around the right people, and I'm um, just commit to the process and be willing to go through everything that comes with it because it's it's a um, it's a gift on the other side. I love it. Well, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you enjoy. Because this episode was good. For sure. I appreciate you. And listen, I will see you guys on the next episode. See you later. Ooh, the ghetto. 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 Ooh, the ghetto.